are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, 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 hello, hello, hello. What is happening, TKO Nation? Okay, so today marks our 94th episode of TKO. And as we keep on saying every single week, I feel like we've been saying this ever since our 90th episode. So, okay, our 100th episode is actually coming up in a matter of about six weeks. So I think that would actually happen sometime in the new year. Well, towards the beginning of the new year. So sometime in the January of 2019. And as you can imagine, it is going to be epic it is going to be featured uh with a lot of um, great things and a lot of great surprises so you better mark it down in your calendars people i know you're so excited about it so am i so mark it down in your calendars episode number 100 is coming up and it is going to be epic okay so we have that coming up obviously now i know there are obviously going to be a lot of university students out there especially if you're listening to this from uh, the Guelph and surrounding regions and if you specifically go to the University of Guelph you will probably be listening to this right now and say man Janan I don't understand how like why are you so energized right now aren't you a student yourself blah 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 it's that time of the year again we have all the assignments just climbing on top of one another and all of them are due in a few days and the final exam are coming up oh my goodness well how could you just have so much energy how are you just so hyped up for no reason and let me tell you this listen i am one of you guys i feel the struggle that you guys are going through i i, I feel it with every single fiber in my body but let me just tell you this okay this is why we have tko right now because first of all if you're listening to this right now, well, good, because you're probably going like you're probably taking a break from studying and everything that you have to do academically. Or even if you're not a student and you're just listening to this, you know, as, as a break from something, from work or whatever you're doing. Well, good, because th- this is why we're here. We're just here to bri- brighten up your days. And especially if you're a sports fan or just a general combat sports fan. Great, because this is why we're here. We're just here to have a great time, all of us together, and just break down some juicy fights, talk about some of the hot gossips that are out there in terms of combat sports, and just have a great time. And I know everybody's just going through their own challenges in life and obstacles and some of some of the stressful things that you might be going through. I totally understand you. But listen, this is why we are here. So 
good thing that you have just tuned in into TKO because we're going to be having a blast today and hopefully some of the stresses that you're going through will be reduced just by listening to TKO this week. So that's my hope for today. And uh, I guess the weekly slash daily dose of motivation for all all of you guys out there. Uh, And not only that, actually, so because we are approaching the end of the year and it's the holidays and whatnot, well, you know, it's all good in terms of normal life and um, the winter break probably for, for those of you having it. But also, you know what that means? That means that we are approaching the best time of the year in terms of combat sports because the majority of of the best um, combat sports fights are actually going to be focused uh, in the next couple of weeks towards the end of this year, towards um, the end of December. And just, I would say throughout the whole month of December, we're going to be having so many great fights, not just in mixed martial arts, but also in boxing, actually specifically in boxing. And we're going to be talking about them. Well, not specifically today. I'm just going to briefly announce some of the fights that are going to be coming up in in a matter of weeks. So that you guys know what to expect for upcoming episodes for the upcoming weeks. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just that time of the year again. And uh, it's actually going to be really exciting. So many exciting fights going to be happening in the upcoming weeks. So, yes, just like I said, um, a few of these fights have actually been announced uh, a few days ago. So I'll be briefly talking about those fights. And, yeah, so I will just be previewing what we have lined up for not just today, but also uh, for the upcoming weeks. What else, man? And, of course, just like I talked about earlier, we are going to be breaking down a couple of fights. Uh, There's UFC Fight Night happening, actually, for the first time in Beijing, in China, okay? And it's going to be headlined by a great heavyweight fight between Francis Ngannou and Curtis Blaze. And, yes, you guessed it right. We are going to be thoroughly breaking it down today on the show. So we have that coming up. And also, a fight that I've kind of been looking forward to because it's almost nostalgic. Well, the third fight, the trilogy fight between... Between Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz is finally happening just when everybody thought that it, just the, the beef between these two guys was over because these two guys have been in the MMA game for so long. So, you know, we, we didn't really expect them to come back and fight once again. So because of that, it just caught us all by surprise. But here they are to make their trilogy fights with each other. So Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz. Their third fight is happening this upcoming weekend, and um, I'm not sure if we're going to have enough time to break it down, but hopefully we do have enough time to at least just uh, briefly talk about it and to tell you guys what we think and, you know, what sort of things each guy needs to watch out for in in terms of... um, those things we're going to be talking about that fight in particular and yeah man so those are the two big fights that i really want to break down today on the show they're both going to be happening on the same day on saturday and uh, actually okay i like because i think for the ufc finally that is happening in beijing especially because we're, we're we're in the eastern time zone so i'm not exactly sure how they're gonna time it because you know it's on the <laughs> other side of the world so it could be happening during the day and i actually actually do believe that it's going to be happening during the day so 
you can actually have time to watch both UFC Fight Nights and this um, uh, fight card, this MMA fight card between Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz, the one that is going to be headlined by these two guys. So that's all good. And like I said, I have a few fight announcements to make today on the show, and hopefully they will get you guys all hyped up for them because they're actually going to be happening pretty soon. So that's all good. But other than that, man, that is uh, pretty much what we're going to be talking about today. So now, without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so uh, I think it would be proper to just briefly talk about the fight announcements that I was talking about. So obviously, I'm going to get started by um, talking about the fight that is actually happening next week. So um, yes, next week, we're actually going to be thoroughly and in detail breaking down this fight I'm going to tell you about. I'm pretty sure I'm ta- I've already talked about this fight many times on TKO, but I, I just I just have to bring it up, man, because it is such an important fight and it's a heavyweight fight. And of course, I'm talking about the heavyweight fight between the uh, current WBC heavyweight champion of the world in boxing, Deonta Wilder, and he's going to be fighting against the former heavyweight champion of the world, the one and only Tyson Fury. I'm so excited for this fight and. Um, I know I've probably talked about this already on the show, but again, I just want to bring it up because, you know, it's going to go down next week when we actually have to break down this fight in detail. Okay, so once again, mark your calendars for next week, because next week we're going to be talking about this fight in so much detail, talking about the strategies of each guy and um, what sort of things have actually been happening in terms of their fight camps. How have they actually been preparing for this fight, this upcoming fight? What are some of the major implications of this upcoming fight? And um, yeah, everything that I just mentioned and more, we're going to be talking about next week because uh, their fight, the fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury is actually going to be happening on December 1st. So not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after is actually going to be happening. So next week, like I said, we're going to be thoroughly breaking it down. So there's one fight announcement. Another fight that I actually want to talk about is another boxing fight, and it's going to be between the one and only Canelo Alvarez, and he's going to be fighting against Rocky Fielding. And that fight is actually happening on December 15th. So I know this fight was actually announced a few months back, like two months ago, right after Canelo Alvarez had his um, second fight against Gennady Golovkin Triple G. For some reason, though, I'm not exactly sure why it's not receiving as much publicity as it should. Maybe it's because... I mean, not saying that Rocky Fielding is not a well-known fighter and that he's not a talented boxer, not at all. I mean, I, I just don't understand why Golden Boy Promotions, who is responsible for promoting Canelo's fights overall, hasn't just put in uh, a lot of promotional effort into promoting this upcoming fight for Canelo Alvarez. But overall, let me just tell you this, it is going to be super exciting, especially after that fight that Canelo Alvarez had, the second fight that he had against Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, we actually saw Canelo flourish. And I feel like Canelo is just on his rise to, to, to getting to his prime. He's not even at his prime anymore, but he's actually getting there and it's actually so beautiful to watch because Canelo has been fighting for so long and um, I know if you look at his um, record he's he's actually had a lot of professional boxing fights but he's only he's not even 30 yet I think he's 29 or 28 but that just shows how you know how much time he's actually spent in in 
professional boxing only. And, uh, you know, just from looking at some of the notable fights that he's had on his record, I mean, he's had fights against tough guys like Miguel Cotto and uh, even Floyd Money Mayweather. And when you look back at those fights that Canelo has actually had, not saying that he was a bad fighter, he was a really, really good fighter. He was just young and he was just gaining that experience that he needed, okay? But still, back then, he was a good fighter. But right now, I feel like that fight that he had against Triple G, the second fight, the rematch that he had against Triple G, that was the one fight that just triggered Canelo to, to step onto a whole nother level on his rise to, um, uh, to his prime. And that's just so beautiful to watch, just like I said. And I feel like this fight, because of this reason, this fight that he's going to be having against Rocky Fielding on December 15th is going to be a very, very good one because we are just about to discover what are uh, what are some of the other phenomenal things that Canelo Alvarez is actually capable of. And I know previously on the show, I haven't really talked a lot of... Um, good stuff, at least you could say, uh, about Canelo Alvarez. And I feel like that was mainly because he was fighting some of the guys that I was personally rooting for. And I really try my best on the show not to act biased or at least talk biased when I'm trying to break down um, the fights that I'm going to break down. And I try my best to be object uh, objective as possible. And um, I know I've actually received a lot of criticism in regards to, especially when I was talking about Canelo's fights. And it might have actually seen that I wasn't necessarily rooting for Canelo. And I was actually devaluating his talent and skill. Well, none of that, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Canelo. And if I weren't even a huge fan of Canelo's, I would still praise him for, for all the talent that he, that he possesses as a boxer, because he's definitely one of a kind. And he's, I would say he's the best boxer currently that is fight, fighting out of Mexico. And uh, you got to give credit when credit is due. And this is the right time for it in terms of, um, in the case of Canelo Alvarez's. So, Shout out to Canelo. He's going to be fighting once again Rocky Fielding on December 15th. I just want to put it out there. Mark it down in your calendar. Of course, we're going to be breaking it down in thorough detail in the upcoming weeks when the fight is actually approaching. So there's one fight that is actually coming up and there's another boxing fight that is actually coming up as well. This fight, though, is not going to be happening in December. It's actually going to be happening in the new year, but it's not that far because it's going to be happening on January 19th. And it is going to be between Manny Pacquiao, the legendary Manny Pacquiao, and he's going to be fighting against Adrian Broner. Now, both of these guys, they've had so much experience in boxing, especially when it comes to the the welterweight division and those um, lightweight divisions, you could say. They fought the best of their time, like the best boxers of their time when the, when the time was actually right. In the past few years, they fought pretty much everybody and I feel like they've proven to everybody out there why they deserve to be called a, a um, mature fighter you could say it's not like oh uh, Pacquiao's just coming out and if he doesn't win this fight against Adrian Broner therefore he's not a good fighter no 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 not at all both of these guys are mature fighters they're mature boxers talented boxers they have already proven themselves in the past few years Okay, 
But this fight, because of that reason, actually, is why it's going to be so exciting because you have two. It's like, okay, I'm not sure if this is the right analogy in this case, but it's like having having to try the taste of two mature wines or two aged wines. And can't really say uh, one or another is so bad because it's like too old or something, you know, like it, it's not that when you actually taste it. Regardless of whether uh, whether or not you actually like it, you do have respect for the fact that it's an aged wine and you actually appreciate that fact. And it's the same thing in this case. You need to develop. You have to you have to have that respect for both of these guys because they're both mature fighters. They've already proven what they are actually capable of. And to see both of them come together in this matchup, it is a beautiful thing, and it's going to be a great fight as a result, especially because Manny Pacquiao, um, a lot of people have been down-talking him, or rather uh, just ta- talking down to him ever since his um, la- the fight that he had against Floyd Mayweather, you know, all that stuff. Please don't listen to those people because Manny Pacquiao is a legend right now and he will actually go down as a, as a legend in boxing. And the same thing for Adrian Broner. I mean, yes, he has had his own ups and downs in his professional career, but he is a well-developed fighter. He is a mature boxer, like I said. And so because of all those things that I just said, I mean, I don't want to talk about them in too much detail because that's what we're going to do on fight week when the fights are actually coming up and getting closer. So I'm just going to keep it here. So just know that Adrian Broner will be fighting against Manny Pacquiao on January 19th. And please do mark it down in your calendars because it's going to be one hell of a fight. All right, so there's that in terms of announcements. So right now, I'm so happy because we have enough time to actually break down the fights that I wanted to break down for today's episode. Okay, so getting started with the fights for the the headliner fight for UFC Fight Night in Beijing. So just like I said, it's going to be a heavyweight bout between Francis Ngannou and Curtis Blades. Now, if you have been um, uh, catching up with your MMA fights and you do know your MMA, you probably know that this is not the first time that Francis Ngannou and Curtis Blaze have actually faced off against one another. They've actually fought once before a few years back. And um, this was when we didn't really know what Francis Ngannou was capable of. And he, Francis Ngannou was just on, on the verge of um, getting getting to the top of the game, you could say. And it was actually, I would say, after the fight that he had against Curtis Blaze, the first fight that he had against Curtis Blaze, that he just everybody just noticed how great of a knockout artist and how, how deadly of a fighter overall. He really is. And um, I know I, I said he's a knockout artist. Well, yes, in general, he is a knockout artist. But in that particular fight that he had against Curtis Blaze, what he did was actually super scary. And this was the first time that he, at, at least we've seen him submit a opponent in the UFC. Okay, so because... Francis Ngannou mostly tends to rely on his knockout knockout power and um, just tries to box uh, or outbox his opponents and try to knock out his opponents if possible. In this case, it was really weird because we actually saw Francis Ngannou because Curtis Blaze is a wrestler, correct? So Curtis Blaze was actually trying to go for a takedown against Francis Ngannou, but Francis Ngannou actually saw that opportunity and he took Curtis Blaze's um, arm 
He twisted it into a Kimura and he finished Curtis Blaze through that Kimura submission. And um, like I said, we hadn't really seen that from Francis Ngannou. And so to just see that finish go down by him, it was really, really eye-opening. And I feel like it was from that moment that everybody was just constantly talking about Francis Ngannou and how he can actually dominate, potentially dominate the heavyweight division at the UFC. And um, I know if you actually are a fan of Francis Ngannou's, you probably know what happened next. And it wasn't really a fortunate thing, unfortunately, because what actually happened was that Francis Ngannou did get that title shot against the then um, heavyweight champion of the world, Stipe Miocic. Um, however, it, he was completely completely outclassed by the then heavyweight champion of the world, Stipe Miocic. And um, he just thought that he could potentially outbox Stipe Miocic, but unfortunately, he I, I just feel like he got gassed out. He wasn't really ready for um, the things that he was um, presented with in that fight against Stipe Miocic. So unfortunately, he was outclassed, and as a result, he lost that, that, that fight. And I think that was actually his first loss ever professionally. And so after that, he had another fight to be, quote-unquote, his comeback fight because we all thought, okay, well, obviously, Francis Ngannou hasn't really had a lot of experience in, in the field of MMA. And, you know, maybe if he goes back and uh, practices more and just works on his wrestling and just his overall cardio, well, maybe things would actually um, turn out better for him in his upcoming fights. Well, that's what we thought Unfortunately, when he actually had that comeback fight, Francis Ngannou, he was fighting against another um, top contender, um, Derek Lewis. I'm pretty sure you guys are all familiar familiar with Derek Lewis because he just got a title shot against the now heavyweight champion of the world, Daniel Cormier. Well, not not getting into that. Don't want to go off the tangent. But anyhow, Francis Ngannou was fighting Derek Lewis now and he did not deliver. He did not land a single shot. And I'm not even exaggerating. You can actually watch that whole fight by yourself. And please do actually count the number of punches that are landed at all, if at all landed by Francis Ngannou. There are none. And that's really, really sad, especially because we all know how talented of a striker and knockout artist Francis Ngannou really is. And for him to not really deliver again, it was it was really heartbreaking. And after he was interviewed after that fight, well, obviously he lost that fight because he didn't really do anything in that fight. But after he was interviewed about it, he said that he was still traumatized about the loss that he had against Stipe Miocic. And it really does break my heart. And what this actually tells you is that mental health problems are actually a real thing in sports. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of times we don't hear about it because we're often told to just ignore it, uh, ignore those problems and to just suck it up. And, you know, all, all of the rubbish that you hear in terms of that. But we do have to take it seriously because we do see a lot of problems with our athletes when they, especially when they do suppress um, their their trauma, like the the trauma that they've actually experienced and all the emotions that are going through with that. They do have to suppress it and they don't get the treatment that they need. And as a result, this is what happens. And mentality, a lot of people actually don't realize this, but mentality plays a huge role in your performance, your overall performance as not just a fighter, but just as an overall athlete. Of course, uh, physicality and athleticism are important, but also your mentality is 
even more important, okay? You could be the champion of the world. You could, could be the strongest man on earth, but you just come into your, your match and your fight and you're, you're not confident. Your mentality isn't there. You're not there mentally. Of course, you're going to lose that fight because mentality plays a huge role in sports. And a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, it just sometimes goes unnoticed. And so, Anyhow, talk about Francis Ngannou. This is what he was going through. Hopefully, he has received the treatment that he really needed to receive to, to actually make that bounce back and make that actual comeback. I mean, this was this was set to be his comeback, but it wasn't really. He really needed to go through psychotherapy and just overall therapy to, to deal with the um, emotional and mental problems that he was experiencing so that he could actually make a comeback the next fight that he was getting. And here we are. This is the next fight that Francis Ngannou is actually getting. His redemption point this time against Curtis Blaze, the second fight between these two guys. So now, technically speaking, like I said, I know Francis Ngannou is a phenomenal um, striker. But in this case, I really do hope that Francis Ngannou has actually worked on his wrestling and overall cardio and stamina um, um, overall. Because if he has actually worked on those things, then he, I would say he would be considered a complete mixed martial artist. Especially if you actually have mastered those things at, at the level that you are in, in the heavyweight division. It is phenomenal. So you don't have to worry about anything else. Hopefully he has actually worked on those things while he was going through training camp for this uh, fight against Curtis Blaze. So I would say for him to be successful in this fight, for Francis Ngannou to be successful in this fight, he not only has to focus on his striking, of course that is important, but I feel like he needs to mix it up in this fight, especially because he's facing off against a wrestler, a strong collegiate level wrestler like Curtis Blaze. He needs to be able to stuff his takedowns. He needs to be able to, even if he is taken down, he needs to be able to know what to actually do when he is taken down so that he can actually get back up and what further things he can actually do to neutralize Curtis Blades' overall style. So I would say for Francis Ngannou to be successful in this fight, he needs to mix it up. He needs to have his striking and his wrestling and just, just everything. And he needs to uh, be able to uh, distribute his energy well throughout this whole fight because especially this is the main event of the evening. So it could actually last full five-minute rounds. And if he doesn't distribute his energy well, well, he, he's going to get gassed out and things are not going to be pretty for him. And for Curtis Blaze to be successful in this fight, like I said, his, um, he comes from a strong wrestling background. So it would make sense for him to try to wrestle or rather even out-wrestle Francis Ngannou if possible. But again, for him as well, I would say... Um, uh, you know, he needs to, uh, not saying that he needs to completely forget about his wrestling. His wrestling is important, but at the same time, I would say if for whatever reason he is um, standing up with um, Francis Ngannou and actually striking with him, he needs to maintain his range because you never really know when that deadly shot is actually going to be coming towards you and whether or not that is going to be the knockout shot. So he has to be super careful in regards to that. But if he does employ his wrestling skills, well, good, because he is actually closing the distance and um, he's trying to neutralize Francis Ngannou's style that way. So uh, it, it, for him to actually neutralize Francis Ngannou's style, it has to be um, one thing or another at the opposite extremes of the spectrum. And by that, I mean either he's 
um, striking with Francis Ngannou, but from a, a long range. And if he's not doing that, well, he has to close the range and to just try to wrestle with him. But in the meanwhile, while he's closing the range, he has to watch out for any upcoming um, um, short, short, short distance strikes or even potential knees to the head. So those are the things that Curtis Blades needs to watch out for in this particular fight. It is going to be a very exciting fight. Definitely recommend all of you guys to catch up with it and actually watch it on Saturday. And um, like I said, I think this fight is actually happening during the day if you live in the Eastern time zone um, areas. So definitely do double check what time is actually happening. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's what we have in terms of um, UFC Fight Night in Beijing. Definitely do catch up with that fight. And I know we're kind of <laughs> running out of time. So just know that uh, the fight between Chuck Little and uh, Tito Ortiz is also happening on the same day, but it's happening overnight. So make sure you catch up with that fight as well. Man, man, I talk a lot. Okay, anyhow, so I'm just looking at the clock right now. And unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Man, you already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you also know that you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.